0: Some of the free shows this season include Izkali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Charlie Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Making edibles at home has always sucked. It takes forever, it stinks up the whole kitchen, and frankly, you never know how potent anything is going to be. But Colorado's most brilliant potheads and culinary minds have been working on this for a long time, and they've come up with a new technique that is completely changing the game. My guest today is one of the most decorated cannabis chefs on the planet, Jared Farina. We invited him to come cook for us so we could taste the future of edibles for ourselves. And stick around to the end because we're giving away a private dinner with Chef Farina and you could win it. Today is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies and this is CityCast Denver. Jared Farina, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you for having me. So we're here because you're like the guy when it comes to fine dining and cannabis. And I want to taste it. I want to learn everything about it. But we have to start with like the concentrate you had us buy before we even set this up. What is that?
1: Um, So I sent you guys to grab either some CO2 oil or some distillate. And it's basically a concentrated form of cannabinoids from the flowers. So it saves us from doing a 45-minute process in the oven. Basically, we're just going to infuse it into some olive oil today and make a highly infused chef's dose olive oil that we'll use with a dropper bottle to infuse the dishes.
0: Okay, so that makes me feel a little better because, like, you're not, you can kind of control how much is in it.
1: 100%. So okay. the way we do it, we actually, during a dinner, let's say we have a dinner of 20 people, you know, you might have one person who can't consume cannabis, maybe from work or from, uh, you know, health purposes, whatever it is. And then uh, maybe you have somebody who wants to go to the moon and then, you, you know, what I'm saying you might have two people who are low dose. So with the method that I've, that i would used doing table side, we can accommodate each and every person per guest per course.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So you don't have to worry like, oh, I'm the guy that can't really handle it, but like Right you now, my it's, friend can go to the moon, like you're saying.
1: Exactly. So we make everybody comfortable, and that way you're not stuck at like whoever's got the lowest dose at the table. You have to make it to, to accommodate that person, you know. And also, you know, whoever eats the most or has the biggest appetite should that person get the highest? That's another thing <laughs> that you would run into um, if we're just to dose the whole batch per se as well.
0: Okay. So, how long have you been working with cannabis in food?
1: So. I mean, professionally, about eight <laughs> years, but but really, you know, since high school, you know, so it's something that I've dabbled with a lot and then not done for a long time and then got back into it and then gone back and forth. And it's something that, you know, I didn't think was going to be a career choice for me at all until my 30s, believe it or not. So it's kind of been a fun ride.
0: How long have you been in Colorado?
1: We've been here for nine years now, I think it's been.
0: Okay. So like ra- around the time of legalization, because I think yeah. I, I hear you when you're like, I don't know if this, how would this be a career, but you're creating fine dining experiences with weed.
1: Right. Yeah. So we like to say, we bring the fine dining element to the cannabis industry. And I've, um, I've spent time staging and training in um, like a three Michelin starred restaurant and uh, Joel Robuchon in Vegas. And I've had some really great opportunities for somebody who didn't go to culinary school or take that path originally. You know, I've had opportunities that people who did haven't had. So it's been really exciting for me. And uh, recently, we've just traveled to, me and my wife, we just traveled to Paris for our 10-year anniversary. And while we were there, we, you know, we're always studying and learning. And we decided to take a cooking class even then at a uh, this French cooking school called École Alain de Casse. And uh, I was the only English student there and we had to get like a, a tutor or excuse me, a, <laughs> uh, a translator. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
0: You know, I don't know. I think I know a lot of folks who have worked in this this world. And one of my friends is is uh, has worked at a Michelin star restaurant and he started as, uh, you know, as a sal- prep cook and then, you know, the salad station. So I think that there's so many different ways to go about it. And I think it's really cool that you started at that sort of from the, the ground up and. And figured out how to make it into this really amazing experience that I think is respected in a way that I wouldn't have expected maybe ten years ago.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I would say it is. You know, we've recently been awarded from Westward the best of Denver. You know, which was kind of crazy for us. We were very excited about that, especially being that you know we don't have a brick and mortar. We're all private dining, and we're a cannabis forward business. So and then when food and wine reached out to us, you know, we we're a part of that. And so just to be a part of all these big festivals and being shown off in the city as, you know, as the premier business is kind of really exciting for us, too.
0: So speaking of, you know, you've been on TV and earlier this year you were on Beat Bobby Flay. Our next contestant is a former disc jockey turned chef. He's well known in Colorado's cannabis infused dining scene. Please welcome Jared Farina. Did you get Bobby Flay high?
1: Oh, (laughs) I wish I could say I did. So they shoot two episodes a day there and it's, uh, it's very fast paced. You know, I was lucky enough to get something signed by him, but other than that, you barely have any time, you know? So, but I, but it was a great experience just like every other time that I've done anything like that, you know?
0: You mentioned sort of the taste. So what we'll be making and, uh, eating today, you won't necessarily taste that sort of I mean, for lack of a better term, like weed taste? Yeah,
1: not at all. Yeah, so the what we're going to make, we're going to make it so highly infused that you're only going to use a few drops into your whole dish. You know what I mean? Maybe 10 drops probably is what you'll go for. And then um, with that said, you won't, you won't taste it at all.
0: You mentioned sort of table side infusion is that just like when you get fresh cracked pepper at a restaurant on a salad or like, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, pretty much. So I actually, we can do it at the, at the pass, we'll say, you know, as the plates are going out, but a lot of times, you know, it's it makes the guest feel more comfortable. I find when we actually do table side. So I actually come out, per course kind of see yeah and you can see how much you're consuming like how much actually put onto your food you see how much your neighbor got squirted on their food and then they can um you know throughout the the seven courses let's say they had during course number five they might be like all right well this person's having the time of their life right now maybe i'll go a little heavier on this next course and that's something that happens all the time we might even get somebody who hasn't who decided not to consume and then halfway through dinner like "Eh, let me try a little bit
0: so it gives you the chance to sort of monitor how much or if you want to at all
1: or cut it off if you want to Let's say you've already reached where you want to get to. And at that point, you can, you know, stop for the rest of the dinner. Let's say.
0: So I'm thinking about like uh, edibles consumption. Like I'll take an edible and then, like, an hour later, I will hit. So the way that this is formulated, it- it hits right away or how does it work?
1: 20 minutes usually. Okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty on point with it too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always telling people, Look, should be feeling about now, you know? So I'd say it's <laughs> about 20 minutes the way we do it. And the reason is because it's like coating the food basically. The fact that we are adding it at the end and it's literally the first thing to touch your lips as opposed to it being encapsulated inside of a gummy or a chocolate where your body has to break it down in order to get to, to get the get goods. The, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay.
0: So do you have any tips for sort of like the home chef that wants to tap into this kind of arena of fine dining and or cannabis and cooking?
1: I would say to make an infused oil at home is the best way to go. A lot of people, you know, infused butter, like you said, is everybody's first try, you know? And the thing, the only thing that I say about butter is it's one of those things that it, every temperature it's in, it, in every it recipe changes. you look at, it, it changes, right? They're like, oh, yeah. use room temperature butter, use, the, use cold butter. So it could be something that could be, it's not as accessible per se, whereas olive oil, you can literally add it at any point in time to anything. Like I said, we can you can have a cooked meal, you could go get takeout, you know? You can go get takeout, bring it home, and have maybe have a friend over who's from out of town, and they wanna have an infused dinner, and you might have this product in your cupboard already. It's something that's doesn't have to be thought about, you know? Just make the infused olive oil, keep it in your cupboard, it's not gonna go bad, and then it's something you just pull out when you wanna use it, and that's what I recommend for the home users.
0: I love that idea. Okay, um, so... Before we get into the kitchen, tell me about what you're gonna make for us.
1: So today we're gonna do some sauteed shrimp and a garlic herb sauce, and then we're gonna toss it with some fettuccine pasta as well.
0: Oh my God, I'm like, cannot wait. Okay, well, we're gonna get cooking. Let's do it. Have a
1: plastic hand on it, and it's glass where it's holding the product. And we're gonna heat up the glass portion of it so it becomes viscous and we can squirt it out right into the bowl of olive oil, which I'm doing now.
0: How much olive oil did you start with?
1: So this was two ounces of olive oil to one gram of concentrate. And the concentrate that you guys got is a half strength because it's a one to one CBD ratio. So normally the product that I make is about 240 milligrams per tablespoon. And this one's gonna be about 120 THC and CBD, 120 THC and 120 CBD per tablespoon.
0: Okay. After we ate, Chef Farina tidied up and left me, newsletter editor Peyton Garcia, and producer Paul Caroli to digest the experience.
2: It totally blew my mind that this is his technique and not the you know, put the terrible quality weed in the oven. It makes so much more sense though. Stink up the house. It really does. Yeah.
3: Now that he's explained it, I'm like, oh, that
0: makes way more sense. Just buy the concentrate and then you can make Mm -hmm. cannabis infused anything yourself. Mm -hmm. Or what he offers that is like really special is he does fine dining. He brings fine dining to your house, which I know private parties with chefs is not a new thing, but I just really liked his approach to that. The cannabis infusion can be part of that if you want.
2: Yeah, it's just sort of like a like a condiment at the end. Yeah, like the dish is prepared separately. It not even it could be. It's just a pasta, you know. Peyton, mm-hmm. you didn't have right. Yeah. Peyton yours didn't infused. have any because no. she's
0: pregnant and she doesn't consume marijuana anyway. So it was like, but you can still enjoy this delicious meal that Paul and I had that maybe had a few, some l- weed few little in drops, a few little drops of. Uh... Which is why these Skittles are so good right now. But yeah, what I loved about this was like you could control that. That's mm-hmm. the scariest part to me about homemade like can of butter and stuff mm-hmm. is you can't control. It feels like you can't control it if you don't know exactly what you're doing. And he took all of that scariness out of it.
3: Oh, totally. I mean, even before he came here, I was like, this is cool for people who partake, but like it's not something that I would ever be interested in because I don't, I don't consume cannabis. And so... I was like, oh, this just isn't for me. But he made it sound so accessible. And, and first of all, if you're going to go to one of these dinners and you don't want to consume, you still get to be a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. You still get a really great meal. But then it, it, the way he talked about it, and he's a professional when it comes to dosing, and he said that he, you know, he's really good at knowing exactly how to dose people and sure. getting that mm-hmm. feel. I would feel comfortable venturing into this. Like, it, it'd be I a great way for intro. me to try mm-hmm. it. Yeah with some, you know, in a space that I feel comfortable with somebody who knows what they're doing. And like, it doesn't mean that I have to have as much cannabis as the person next to me is having. Yeah, I could just have a small amount.
2: You know, this is the first time I've ever you know,
3: ever, ever
2: since cannabis was legalized, it's always been this this question of, like, how how is weed going to come into restaurants? Like, people yeah. like edibles. How is that going to work? And the regulations have always been really murky. And, like, we kind of danced around it with Jared for an hour just now because hard he to talk about.
0: Right. I was like, he doesn't want to get himself in hot water because he's not a lawyer. Yeah. Like, he's he's a chef who wants to work with something that has legal binding around it that makes it complicated. But I would think... If Colorado could get its act together and really figure it out, what a boon for, it would just continue the economic boon that is cannabis and maybe provide even more opportunities for folks to get involved in the industry.
2: I think this little squeeze bottle is the answer too. This is not like, you know, can of butter, who knows how much's in there. Yeah, so this like you said, it's, clear it's just an what infusion the of is be.
0: olive oil and a concentrate. Yeah. That you know exactly what the dose of the concentrate is because we purchased it from a dispensary.
3: I love that he said, just keep that in your purse, like a person who carries hot sauce. He's like, I just carry it with me and I go out fine dining a few drops.
0: That cracked me up. I was like, well, that's one way to do it.
3: And now you have your very own squirt bottle, Brie. What are you going to do with all that? That's going to last you forever, I I know.
0: I love it. But I also like, I don't know, something that bothers me about the cannabis conversation is it's always relegated to this like janky. Cheesy, like uh, stoners, Ugh. and I'm like uh, yeah. people that get wine drunk. Like, it's why can't it be at the same level of like, you go into a fine dining restaurant establishment that has a sommelier and they pick out a wine for you. Like, why can't cannabis be there? And I'm sure this is something that cannabis advocates and folks in the industry have been talking about for decades. Mm-hmm. But as the average consumer, I would absolutely love this in a restaurant setting.
2: Love it. Can you imagine that, Peyton? Like, in, how would you incorporate this into a fine dining setting?
3: I mean, I like how I like how Bree's thinking of it. It's almost like I don't know. Do you? I don't know if you leave the squirt bottle on the table, right? Because that feels <laughs> a little. <laughs> I mean, they leave bottles of wine on the table. You yeah. watch people
0: get. I
3: mean, I watch people
0: get housed. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I do think I do agree with Bree in the sense that, like, if you can go out and have a nice dinner and pair it with wine. And you look over and you're like, that table's having a great time. They're having a lovely date night with some wine. Like, why can't you do the same thing with cannabis?
0: I might be. I feel you though, Bon. Feeling a little hinky about putting the infused well, olive oil wonder, on the like, table.
3: <laughs> yeah. How do you? I mean, if you think about it, restaurants are only, you know, they can't overserve, right? And they're mm-hmm. supposed to monitor how much they're serving somebody. How do you monitor? I mean, there would obviously have to be some thought put into like how you're monitoring how much cannabis you're providing yeah. a table. But I don't know. I think it's cool, and I think. I, I don't think it's something I would have given much thought until we had this conversation with Jared. And yeah. he made it sound like such a great idea.
2: I want I want someone like uh, like the guy who comes by who does the fresh Parmesan. That's what I think. That's totally. the place for this, I think. Fresh, <laughs> fresh what's, what's the, What dose <laughs> would you pepper? like?
3: Or a little f- cannabis oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't that. feel like it could be that. Like That's not that out of place. Like I feel like I could see that and not be like... Is I is had fresh grated skin.
0: Parmesan cheese at my on my uh, shrimp fettuccine at Olive Garden the other night. What if that could be infused cannabis? <laughs> what or if it olive could oil. be weed, man? <laughs> <laughs> weed at the Olive Garden? Yeah, I don't know about the the self service. I think at this point it's very smart to have the chef help you determine. Yeah, or
3: maybe it's just an add on. Maybe it's like, mm-hmm. would you like this infused?
2: Should we send the weed man by your
0: table?
3: Yeah. Five milligrams cost this much. Ten milligrams cost this much. (laughs) Yes, that would
0: rule. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say he's an extremely pleasant gentleman, so it works really well.
3: He was just a joy. He's very knowledgeable about food and cannabis. Yeah,
0: and if you're gonna have someone in your home cooking for you, he's like gonna be part of the party. Like I, I vibed with that guy immediately. I was like, oh, this guy rules, totally. So I don't know. Maybe it's about who the deliver, you know, who delivers this to you, who brings this experience to you. And Jared rules. Thanks, Jared.
3: Thanks, Jared. Thanks,
0: Jared. And there you have it. Chef Jared Farina's cannabis infused olive oil technique gets the CityCast Denver stamp of approval but you don't have to take our word for it. I'm gonna drop some links to learn more about how to do this at home in the show notes, but I'm also delighted to announce a giveaway. Chef Farina wants to treat a CityCast Denver listener to a free fine dining cannabis dinner in your home for up to four people. You've gotta buy the concentrate yourself, but Jared will do the rest. It's a $500 value and to win all you have to do is leave us a voicemail with your worst edibles nightmare. You have until midnight on November 20th to get us your story, and then we'll pick our favorite to win a private dinner with Jared. Just leave us a voicemail at 720-500-5418, and you could win a wild night to remember. That number again is 720-500-5418. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Looks like Denver will be tackling its missing sidewalks problem sooner than later, thanks to voters. Denver Streets Partnership claimed victory last weekend for their Denver Deserves Sidewalks campaign, which passed with 55% of the vote. Maintenance and build-out of sidewalk infrastructure across the Mile High will now be the city's responsibility, and property owners will foot the bill. Speaking of city issues, Denver will deploy an action team to help lure people back to patronize businesses downtown. This means more police downtown, along with graffiti cleanup, better lighting, and outreach workers. But as Axios points out, the city was vague about the size of the team, its budget, and how of the team will be measured. Current focus will be on the Denver Convention Center, which Mayor Hancock says has been losing business because of crime, but didn't share any data on that conclusion. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Bobby Flay about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Man, mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving would be way better if everybody had a little edibles in them, but only consensually. <laughs> it's the it's the key here. Consent. <laughs>